Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Transfix Take Podcast, where we are performance-driven. Each week, we deliver news, insights, and trends for shippers and carriers from our market expert, Justin Mays. All right, Mays, as always, wonderful to be with you. Hey, Jenny, glad to be back with you for yet another week talking freight. And this week, we're shifting gears into the next phase of summer and we start navigating through the month of August. I have absolutely no idea what's happening with summer. It's going by way too fast, but let's get into the markets and how they're doing. Well, Jenny, freight markets remain flat overall nationally with some turns in two main regions. Tender volume, tender rejections, and rates are three core indicators we monitor to understand freight market shifts. Okay, and what are they currently indicating now? In the past four weeks, we have seen little to no change when looking at these three measures nationally. Freight volumes have remained flat as tender rejections inch closer to 5%, but this is very slow moving. Rejections have been sitting between 6 and 8% for well over a month now. And with no significant change in volume or tender rejections, rates have stayed near flat with some road bumps such as Independence Day weekend. And let's talk about the markets that were affected by that because that was an anomaly of a weekend, but I know that they specifically impacted uh, two of the markets. The first market is the Southeast, where shippers continue to experience increased softness in markets throughout the region. Tender rejections continue to move downward in most markets, but the Southeast sticks out like a sore thumb as rejections declined 43% since June 15th. That is a significant decrease, but let's talk about rates because I think that that has a direct impact and and I know that you've got some news there as well. Well, for rates, Jenny, they are continuing to decline as well, following the tender rejections on a downward path. Volume leaving the Southeast markets is also declining, but not as rapidly as tender rejections or rates. For example, volume out of the largest market on the southeast and to be honest the entire east coast which is atlanta has dropped only seven percent over the past week some things to keep in mind there as well is that for the southeast we are exiting produce season and heading into back to school season so that's where we're starting to see some volume shifts as well especially on the east coast for low volume markets we have seen a noticeable outbound volume incline throughout most of the country not even the port volumes passing through savannah have been enough to stop the loosening throughout the Southeast. And this is somewhat normal for the market. The market does start to even out around this time, although it's a little earlier than we would anticipate. Normally, around the fall Q3 seasons, what we start to see is the loosening overall of the market. Well, Jenny, our two offices here at Transfix just happen to be in both the regions that we are starting to see the market shift. One was Atlanta in the Southeast, and now we look at the Northeast where shippers and carriers have started to experiencing tighter truckload markets. At the same time, shippers are dealing with import volumes continuing to set records at the New York, New Jersey ports. And Jenny, as a result, truckload rates are under pressure. But shippers and carriers should keep an eye on this area as it's one region where we saw rates increase throughout most of the region. And you know what, Maze? I think that that might be a a great attribution to the way that the ports have been able to clean up their operations and make sure that there's a good flow of goods, uh, especially when it comes to moving ocean freight into inland. So I think that might be a good contributing factor there. Next up, Jenny, we're going to reverse back to what we spoke about two weeks ago, and that is AB5. Most will be relieved as protests at the Port of Oakland ended last week. Drivers returned back on the road and continue to keep things moving, not causing as much of a disruption 
as some have feared. You know, I think AB5 is going to end up being a long game. So while we saw initial interruption, we're back to normal, I think we might see that again. It's not all good news though. The Port Authorities in Oakland have sued some of the protesters in hopes of discouraging future protests. It's clear California has made AB5 here to stay. Many are now asking, will it spill into additional states? It is certainly possible this will start spreading to additional states, and regardless, the same two core solutions exist. And if you might have missed what those two options were, it's that one, you can drive as your own authority and run as an independent carrier, or two, drivers can also attach themselves in a two-step verification process by essentially getting paid as an employee by the carrier that they work under, and then getting a separate check for the equipment that they're leasing or renting. Other than the speed bump around the Port of Oakland, AB5 has yet to have much of an impact on trucking markets throughout the U.S. And this is primarily because of how soft the market is compared to the past two years. The question will be whether or not other states adopt similar laws and the long-term impacts it may have on the industry as solutions that satisfies drivers have yet been offered. Okay, and let's head seaside and talk about what's happening in the ports maze. The West Coast ports stole the spotlight once again in the past few weeks. Rail congestion, labor union negotiations, protest, and the list of speed bumps go on and on. But the speed bumps have not caused too much disruption, especially to the truckload market. It was only a few months ago that we were counting the ships off the coast of Southern California. Over 100, record after record, with congestion plugging shippers. The West Coast is not alone anymore. The ports on the East Coast and in the Gulf continue to see the number of ships rise week after week, near the levels that we saw at the peak of the supply chain crisis when the picture of large vessels sitting off the coast became mainstream news. And so what's the difference this time? Are we getting used to it? Do we not care? What's going on? Well, this time these vessels are spread throughout different ports, but this should still be sounding alarms. As shippers continue to push more imports to the East and Gulf, records continue to be set along with records come backlogs and congestion pain points. As of July 28th, after seven weeks of increase and a total increase of 66%, we are back over the 150 queue of ships waiting to make delivery of imports to the United States. Let's welcome Savannah, Houston, and the Port of New York, New Jersey to the list with the Long Beach and Los Angeles ports. Los Angeles and Long Beach ports they are definitely in a better position, down to just 28 vessels at bay, down significantly from the 109 we witnessed back in January. It seemed like we haven't been able to eliminate much of the problem, to be honest. Essentially, what we did was just spread it around and make it more difficult to see all in one place. And honestly, that was not the result that I was expecting when it came to diversifying ports of entry. So, interesting news there. Well, Jenny, it's not all bad news. I will leave everyone on a good note today. All right, we're all waiting on pins and needles. This better be good, Maze. The cost of fuel is continuing to move in the favor for everyone, not just shippers and carriers, but every consumer. Fuel has continued to drop over the past few weeks, and the national average for diesel is at levels we haven't seen since the beginning of May. So let's hope this good news continues to come on as we come back next week. Now that, my friend, did not disappoint. We always love to hear when fuel's going down, and hearing it go down consistently is even better. So with that, we'll see you next week with an all-new episode of the Transfix Take podcast. And until then, drive safely.
All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.